those other stations out there. They always got something to say. For <laughs> sure. But, uh, not this station right here. We don't just got something to say, y'all. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. Look, if you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, well, tonight we're doing something a little bit different. But you can still Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. And also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we've got a great show for you. Tonight, we feature a new segment on A Measure of Truth that provides solutions and strategies to reverse the fallout of the current mortgage crisis. This Man on the Street edition new segment is called King Street, hosted by our resident real estate expert, Christopher King. We take you now to his live event, Already in progress. You know, in the real estate industry, they should look at the credit report. If you look about buying a house, you should look at your credit report six months out. Now, here's the thing about a credit report real quick. We all know that based on each credit bureau and the FTC, they say that 85% of all credit reports have errors on them. Now, just think about that for a second. 85%. Now, the problem I have with that is if you think about that in any, any other industry context, 85% is a not even sustainable number. You wouldn't accept it. But we accept the credit reports being 85% error fraud. That's one problem. Now, working with the credit is three things that are the most important things that a credit report for a home buyer should be clear on. Number one, it has to be 100% verifiable. All the information on there has to be 100% verifiable. Number two, it has to be 100% accurate. Number three, it has to be within the allowed time frame. Those are the three crux of the matter if you talk about credit. And most home buyers and real estate professionals here can attest to this have errors on their credit reports. My job within the Realty Resolution Services is to educate them on how to go about managing their credit and negotiating those things off the credit report. That's what I do. Now, financial literacy. Why is it important? Financial literacy is important because if the home buyer is not clear on why they're buying a house, then home ownership sustainability is lessened because the likelihood of being to maintain ownership is less because they're buying what they want, not what they need. We need to begin to educate the home buyers prior to coming to the real estate professionals so they're clear on what their needs are and not what their wants are because that's a vital difference for maintaining home ownership sustainability. Now, cloud support is what I advocate. Very quickly, what I'd like to talk about is I'm a strong advocate behind volunteering. Some of you might wonder why I had Mr. Tababu Asafai come here and speak about coffee at a <coughs> benefits real estate transaction there. And the reason I will share that with you very quickly is this. When I came back to Tacoma Park when I was in year 2000, Mr. Tababu asked me to become more involved in the community. I had never volunteered before. I was all about the money. So he said, why don't you volunteer be more active? That changed my life. I became more active. I became even more active. So now I sit on 
five different nonprofits. I sit on the board of two different nonprofits. Now I say that because I understand the value of community as it relates to me as a person and what it does for me psychologically at any night how I can rest my head to know that I've helped home buyers or I helped someone in my community better their lives. Why do I stress that? Because I understand that when I drive through my community and I see foreclosure signs, and more likely you can debate whether or not it's because they got exotic loans or they didn't know what they were doing. The bottom line is what was missing was support. Home buyers, as Mr. Nelson spoke of, don't know what to do. Now, us in the industry, I can't avoid what to do if I'm in foreclosure. I see it everywhere. I get email blasts on it. Everybody talks about it. Why is the message not being conveyed to the homeowners? It's because we don't have the community stakeholders involved with the message as well. That's why we need the churches here so they can get the message into the churches. That's why we need the community organizations like Gandhi Brigade. Mr. Richard Jakey just walked in. Who, who runs a, a guided brigade that teaches youth how to go about doing video producing with a social a social message. So here's a cloud of support with that being said. Within Tacoma Park, we already have a working model. Community organizations, Impact Civil Spring, Tacoma Park Community Action Group, and Guided Brigade. Those are community organizations that, as Mr. Asafa talked about, giving 50% of its profits back, Realty Resolution Services will give 30% of its profits back to local community-based organizations to support them in their programs. Cheer, 501c3 organization, Mr. Bruce Bakey here, indicators research to figure out three areas, health, housing, and economics. And they bring the community together to figure out what they need. I'm in full support of that. Government policymakers, that's the purpose of having Mr. Jamie Raskin, as well as State Delegate Tom Hepburn, and uh, housing Director Rich, Mr. Rich Nelson because their role in this cloud support is vital because we all must communicate. Second, Fabric is a 501c organization that deals with educating. Now this is where it gets to the area of job creation because as we begin to educate home buyers and the community, that's the only way you're going to be able to increase jobs by increasing the value of that individual that comes through education. Hope HUD approved housing consultation vital to the mission. As we talk about how are we going to do this, housing, we would be remiss if we don't have a housing HUD approved housing agency involved on the pre and the post. Now I've worked with Hope several times. And Hope knows that how many people are coming through the door for foreclosure prevention work. How many homeowners are sitting there begging to keep their homes because they didn't understand that once they bought their house, how their budget was going to change drastically. My company, Realty Resolution Services, Lenders, American Home Key, finally, real estate brokers, Haven Realty, Horizon City Properties, and Pinnacle Real Estate. And then Skipjack Property Management. This is the cloud support that we've created to make sure that homebuyers that come through our model get the support they need. And what that translates into very quickly is the Benefits Real Estate Transaction Model, which is a well. As you can see, everything's connected, unlike the first model. Everything's connected. The data packets, homeowners protected. Contracted, community, counselor, investor, marketing, media, which is important because the home buyers are not getting educated from the media on how to go about buying a house, so we have to create our own media within our network to make that happen. Settlement attorneys, government, nonprofit organizations, vitally important support in our mission. And so finally, here's the rent to own model. I'm throwing out things at you quickly. What I have here, for anyone who's interested, and again, I'm from the Tomo Pride community. And we love trees. So I'm not going to give this to everybody. <laughs> you know, we're a tree hunting society. So if you want a copy of this, I will give you a copy. <clears throat> but basically, this is the rent to own model here. And so before we get into discussion, I can't spend too much more time. My time is up. I want us to think about here's one viable solution. It's documented in this document. We can discuss it. But we want to open the door up to hear more solutions. Thank you. Christopher has given us a lot of theory. Now let's look at uh, the implementation of that theory. And so, uh, giving us a, talking to us about a case study on uh, the benefits real estate transaction model, Rich Ridley from Technical Real Estate.
got a joint. You've got a joint in there. Okay. And Mr. and Mrs. Sasser, come on up. Come on. I, I begged uh, Jackie Fassett to say something here in front of the in front of the group, and we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Maybe maybe you'll you'll be, you'll be moved. But these beautiful people here are the perfect example of the model that Christopher just described uh, to to us all. You know, when you talk about a benefits corporation and doing the socially right thing as a real estate company dealing with the challenges that we have in, in this marketplace, uh, the question is, are you really willing to work through the difficult uh, times and the difficult matters, uh, especially when you have a couple like the facets that demonstrated that they wanted to, to own so bad? And my contention is that outside these four walls, there are thousands and thousands of people that are on the rent rolls, like you were just recently, and no longer are, that have a desire to own. And we hear all the media and all of the, 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 the you know, experiences that we've had over the last few years that have all been fairly negative, especially as it relates to real estate, mortgage lending, values, etc. But the bottom line is that we all know that interest rates are low that there are opportunities for people to own um, and we can facilitate that. And these wonderful people for one year demonstrated that that could be done. And uh, this is Jackie Fassett and Ronald Fassett. Uh, they purchased a home in Baltimore City. They settled on the home one year from the day that, that they purchased it, plus or minus a few days, okay? The day that they settled was September the 30th which you, you might be able to put that together, that was the last day that they could get the home buyer tax credit, the federal tax credit. They purchased a new home. Everything was good. The house was built. Credit was pulled again, looked at the case, and they ran into a number of different uh, obstacles. They were very strong obstacles, very difficult obstacles. The facets were willing to hang in there and overcome them. Luckily, I, I met Christopher, understood his program, education-based. It wasn't about taking a credit score and getting the right number and getting them in a house. Christopher drove 40, 50 miles five or six times to meet personally with them. The lender did the same. We hung in with them for over a year. The accolades really belong with you because for, because for a year you persevered. They wanted the house. And there are thousands of people out there in the state of Maryland that I believe are in the same uh, category. And we're real estate professionals or related businesses in this room. And with all the negativity, you are the perfect demonstration of why we do what we do. And uh, I tell you what, it was a privilege to know you, to be friends with you. It, it was a privilege to serve you. I believe that you probably feel the same way. Yes. And uh, this is a certificate of, of achievement. It says successful completion of home buyer education and a new home purchase. This is a piece of paper, right? I think your I think your award is probably your house, right? <laughs> and, you're, and you're loving it. And you're great, wonderful yeah. people, and it really was a privilege serving you. And I, if you want to say anything, here, here's your here's your audience. You don't have to do that, but yeah, this was God sent to me. We try over a year and almost gave up that God sent Rudy and Rudy sent principal in our life to help us get what we wanted. I always wanted a home. That was my dream. And so happily got our dream home. And my husband, I can't leave him like a he was type of person laid back. He did not being stressful. So, no, no, no. So once he didn't give up and I said, Well Brian, you didn't give up then those two didn't give up. We can't give up. It was a rough road, but like I said, with those two helping us, pushing us, and telling, oh, you can do it, you can do it, that made our life much easier. So I thank God for having them and our life helping us get my, our dream home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Rich. And um, 
So we spent a lot of time talking this direction, and uh, now it's time to open this up for a discussion. I know there's been a lot of material thrown at you tonight. Uh, I know that there's a lot of material that wasn't, that, uh, that Christopher and everybody else who was up here had much more they wanted to say, but we limited everybody to just a few minutes. Uh, so I think the, probably the best way to do this, Christopher, is just ask people, uh, you know, make your comments or your questions, and we'll just try to recognize you one time so it doesn't become a free-for-all. Okay? Any, uh, any questions or comments you'd like to, to make or any... Uh, yeah, Sorrell. I, I wish I could, I could read <laughs> what was up there. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit more about the rest of the model and how it helped? Oh, maybe the can explain what the model was that was going to go from not being homeowners to being homeowners. What did it take you what? What? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, before they ask, the fastest didn't go through the rental home model. Basically, the, the, the fastest went to a credit education model. And other than that, I'll let them, I'll let her answer to you on that. Well, I think I know that Don Rothstone was after we met Principal and Rudy, I mean, Pinson started falling in place. He said, I had to maybe the good credit for all. He had to sign that for no credit. And so, Mr. Christopher, so um, Rudy got Christopher to help us to clean his credit report up. And I took him up. Six months and that was they thought it was months, so they left some time to clean his credit report for us to get our new home by the end of September. <coughs> and when I say, oh God, I think that they were there. He gave our house. Who will come to someone home? It's just amazing. And I, and I really appreciate and thank them every day when I thank God. I said, oh, I do too. Because I feel that God sent them, put them in our lives. But we can do nothing. We were, we were the same still. So they came in, they had no to come get it, and we got it. So I thank you very much. All right, I'd like uh, Christopher to take a minute, too, and, and describe kind of a step-by-step -step of the rent-to-own process, and, and he did that some with his presentation, but uh, I know people were struggling to see the slides. Those slides, the material that's on the slides is in this handout that he's not going to hand out. <laughs> but he, uh, he will uh, send this to... Why don't we just send it to everybody? You've got their yeah. email addresses. If everybody wants a copy of it, then I will definitely send it out. Well, Christopher, is that presentation on your website or another place? Maybe they can go to actually go through that. Well, my uh, my will be yes. Okay. Well, let me quickly talk about the rental home model. Now, actually, let me change that because we've been we want to move away from the name rental home and go back with the title invest homes because we believe that homeowners have to invest into their home. We like to get away from making everything free. No down payment, nothing out of your pocket. I believe that's the wrong model to help a homeowner get into a house. They need, they have, need to have something invested. Time and money. Now, the invest home model works this way. Step one, it begins with a mortgage assessment meeting, which they will meet with a housing counseling agency to sit down and understand what their needs are and what how much they can comfortably afford to pay. And that's we stress comfortably afford. Because again, the rent to own or investment own model works for home buyers who are credit challenged and are financial cha financial challenged. And it's been structured so that it works with REO properties, foreclosed properties. And so instead of having a ton of foreclosed properties still in the market being slowly filtered in one by one until they get sold, bringing down the price of the housing, what we're advocating is allow us to purchase these properties and then put homeowners in them and invest on. So step one, mortgage assessment meeting. Step two, a skill assessment meeting and a real estate and job readiness training. Now, if the home buyer is unemployed or unemployed, and that's one of the areas that is preventing them from buying a house right now, then we want to teach them and educate them to give them skills. Now, within the real estate community, there are several skills that we taught on that we can actually utilize and help them find employment. Number one, social marketing. Number two, database administration, working with how to be assistance to agents and, and lenders and processing. Number three, home buyer education and counseling. Now, again, I work with 
Hope as a HUD-approved nonprofit council agent, and I currently we provide the uh, eight-hour required course for home buyers to receive the down payment closing cost assistance in the state of Maryland. Now, one thing I don't like about that model is that it's eight hours in one day. I mean, that's the worst way to learn information is information overload. And most of, most of us who are degreed in here know that that's not how we learn. But you take a home buyer who has no experience, throw them in an eight-hour class, and expect them to have home ownership sustainability, that's not a vital model. Our model is comprehensive education. We're talking about the entire 24-month period while they're undergoing credit and financial rehabilitation, they continue to get education and support throughout that process. Now, one caveat to that is this. We're also adding to that volunteering. Because, again, like we said before, it's an investor home. So we don't want to give the home buyer everything. The home buyer has to be willing to commit to 10 hours of volunteering per month at different nonprofit housing counseling or different nonprofit organizations. Number four, buyer assistance teams. Client completes raising own profile. So you sit down, you find out exactly their income, their expenses are, what they're looking for, what neighborhood, and you find a house that fits within their comfortable afford mortgage mortgage rate. Number five, property acquisition team. They locate the properties that fit that criteria. And then we match them with a database. Property to the home buyer. Next, property management team. They're going to actually manage the property and make sure that through that 24-month period, the home buyer doesn't have any issues with the house, or if they do have issues with the house, there's a support system in place that can answer their questions and deal with them and call contractors to make this many repairs. And step number seven, job placement at the PHRC, which is the Partnership of House Recovery Coalition. And that is, at that point, the home buyer has now received enough education, enough training that we're now aligning them with different real estate professionals or other areas to find employment to, again, increase their value. And that's how they're going to make more money. We're not looking at, from a business standpoint, to keep the home prices low. Nobody wants that. That the market determine the need or the rise of the home prices. We want to make sure that home buyers increase their value so their education and their money goes up with the market value. Finally, step eight, homeowners rent transition from homeowner or renter to home buyer and they purchase the property. So throughout this process, we work with lenders to let us know what it takes to make this home buyer mortgage ready. That is the model. All right, thank you, Christopher. Um, yeah, are there any questions for Christopher? Yeah, I don't This program is, on correct me if is investors would go out, buy a property, okay, a foreclosure, hold the property, rent it to these people um, as part of the program, and there's a program for them to rent it, purchase the properties at discounted prices and stuff so that they can make a, you want to, can you elaborate a little bit on, on, from that standpoint? So if I'm an investor, how, what, how what would my role be? Okay, excellent question. The premise is this. We want to be allowed to invest to buy the properties from the banks, foreclosed properties, or as they call them, non-performing notes, for basically 50% of today's current market value. And that's a significant discount. They leverage at a very low level. Now, the investor has to agree, because again, they have to invest in this program as well, that their property would then be utilized as a rent-to-own and put into the rent-to-own model. Now, the property would not be held or handled as a regular as a real estate transaction. It would be treated as a regular financial instrument. In other words, it would be treated like a CD, in which it has a maturity date in two years. And so the investor cannot leverage the property, can't take home equity out against it, can't put any liens and encumbrances on the property at all. They have to let it sit there immature in two years. And then they will sell it, and then the buyer and the investor agree at the time of the signing of the lease agreement, the price of the house. And the price of the house at that date would be 100% of today's market value. So again, there's no speculation. We're not saying, well, if it goes up in two years, we're saying that based on, for example, if a house is $200,000 a day, the investor would buy it at $100,000. They would then sell it back to the homeowner at $200,000 based on today's market value in two years. And that's pretty much how the model will work. So as investors <coughs> working with home buyers in the community in order to make this model work. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd like to do, I want to hijack, you know, you have me BDMC, so I'm going to hijack your agenda here. And Trevor, I wonder if you can come up and just talk for two minutes on, are we talking about a social program here? Are we trying to, to give people something for nothing? Um, I've done the rent-to-own model, and I've now been doing the rent-to-own model now for about 
three years, and I'm going to say this. Um, first thing is I've made probably every mistake that you can make in the with the old model. Um, initially, we did run it very much as a social program, and the problem with that is that it um, created in the mind of the purchaser that this was not something that was really going to happen that this was something that was just a program and eventually you moved to another program. And until we moved the uh, initiative in a direction where it forced the homeowner or future homeowner to actually invest in the process, until we started that particular uh, agenda, the homeowners didn't get serious. Once they had to invest their time uh, and energy and their finances, we started to see the homeowners actually comply with what the uh, professionals who were attempting to help them, uh, getting them to comply with that. Because as real estate agents, we try to help people all the time, and sometimes they don't comply. And as loan officers and lenders, we say, well, we want you to work on paying this off, and sometimes they don't comply. And as people who are helping with the credit, we try to get them to go along with some of the things we want them to do, and sometimes they don't comply. And until they actually have themselves invested in the process, and when we think about investing ourselves, we think about our time, our energy, and our money. And until they are invested themselves, then they won't be serious about the process. And so anybody who is participating in the rent-to-own model must understand that any individual who is participating must invest, uh, whether it be uh, a professional or whether it be a person who is attempting to actually own a home. Um, and I will say this also about the uh, rent-to-own model. We uh, accidentally fell into the rent-to-own model because we were running across a lot of sellers and uh, people who <coughs> um, lost their homes in the foreclosure mess. And with all the programs and the initiatives that the state and the federal government put out to stop people from losing their homes, they forgot about all the people who actually lost their homes and what the process was going to be about getting them back in good financial standing. They forgot about all of the communities who lost people um, along lost uh, people from their community who had been living there 10 and 20 years, and it devastated those communities. So I'll say this in closing is all of these ideas are great, and these initiatives, they are wonderful. And I'm glad to see so many professionals here that are interested in having an impact. And I'm glad to see the legislators are out. Um, but to that end, is that I, I heard a, a great man once say, if, you, if they build it, if you build it, they will come. Now, I think that was my favorite move. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's not if you build it, they will come. If you build it, all you will have done is build it. If you market it, if you get it out there, if you get the word out there, they will come. So once uh, this program is really working and really out there, it's going to be incumbent upon each of the professionals here to get the word out to the community that there are programs out there to help you get yourself into a home. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, that's Trevor Robbins with Haven Real. Yes, thank you. Let me say this real quick, Terry. Okay. What I like to add, um, we have a housing counseling agency in the room. I like to get Ms. Hurley's input on this. Do you mind? While you're, Matt, while you're making your way up to the front here, I would just like to say that I think a couple of key points have been made tonight uh, are that you know, there's a social aspect to what we're talking about, but this is really about making money, and it's really about uh, helping the housing market, okay? It's really about selling homes and helping people to get into homes. Okay. First of all, I'd like to thank Christopher King for putting this together. Um, he's been working with me now for a couple of years, uh, and as he said, he's truly giving back. But one of the things that I would like to say is that I think this model, the Benefit Corporation, is really needed for the nonprofit organization. I'm not sure how many of you are aware of it, but the funding for nonprofit is going away. So the resource for us to be able to continue to do the work we're doing is going to be impossible. The reality is that we still do not make enough money. Grants do not support our organization. We to assist someone who's in foreclosure or in default, the numbers is roughly about $1,500 to work with somebody from the beginning to the end. The most we get for those individuals is $450. 
you know we cannot charge. The home buyers who's in the phone, we cannot charge them any fees whatsoever. Okay? So but there's a lot of organizations or individuals that um, manipulate, scam and take advantage of individuals. So as a nonprofit, we're constantly taking a loss. So an organization like this is Benefit Corporation and I hope we're on his list. You know, to get some money at percent. But we need those funds in order to assist us. Now, I've heard a lot of things, and uh, everything that you all said is like, um, like just hit a core from it because one, the financial literacy, the home buyer's education, the one on one counseling to get a person mortgage ready is essential. Um, Christopher asked the question like, who do you see first, the realtor, the lender, or the, the counselor? Nobody answers, but my answer is the counselor because we don't have any stake in it. I mean, we don't get a commission, so we'll be very direct. You can afford it or you cannot. You need to change your vision. You need to do things differently. You need to prepare or plan for the um, the process of becoming a homeowner. But then we also have those individuals who um, that we see from the foreclosure perspective. And sometimes the reality is that we still have to tell them, you know, you cannot afford this home anymore. I mean, I had somebody today to call 15 months behind, has not paid a mortgage for 15 months. And you know how much money he had saved? $2,000 from 15 months of a $2,500 mortgage. And he's looking for a miracle. The reality is, as in said, everybody cannot afford a home, cannot be a homeowner, not ready to be unless they make that mindset, which Christopher had up here as well. The mindset has to change, and the mindset for the professionals that's, that's assisting has to change as well. Um, some years ago, when the housing crisis was just beginning, I was at an event where a Chase um, servicer was there, and she said, and I love this um, model, and she, she basically said that everybody was at the party getting dropped, the homeowner, the realtor, and the lender. Okay? I'm glad that the professionals are stepping up and saying, let's fix this. Let's do something about it. Let's change, also change the mentality that the homeowners feel or that, that you know, everybody's just totally commission-driven. It's about the money. It's about the dollar. You're looking to give back. And however you're giving back through the benefit corporation or as an investor or doing something, it's something that our community needs. The community needs it, the individual, and the nonprofit needs it. So, thank you, guys. Mike, I'd like to just suggest a thought of something we can do specifically. You know, you talked about clear and explicit to rich everybody that sustainability goes up dramatically with home buyer education. Yeah. Okay. And you know, when HUD does their studies, they're talking about raising down payments from three and a half percent to five percent. They 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 nicked it because they said, you know what, we've done our math. 5% versus 3.5% doesn't change, change the likelihood of them defaulting. How much more money do we make when we had 100% financing or 99? A lot more money. Okay? So we can decrease the 3.5% down payment requirement necessary for sustainability if we had every single person educated. And so my suggestion is that we go and push these nonprofit, these, these NSP programs, the different bond programs out there, you know, on there, um, not giving loans to people for their down payment, but they don't pay it back because we don't want. I don't believe we're going to get anyone to pass laws that are going to just hand out money to people. Let's face it, the governments don't have it. But there's ways to create a bond, okay, to pay these loans back. If people are 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 taking counseling, they're going to perform much better on their houses. They can pay these loans back, and so we can allow and incentivize people to. That's the problem. People don't necessarily have three and a half percent. They may be able to put together one percent, have some stake in it, okay. But if they have the education, so if we can go out there and push the programs and the legislators and people we know to say, hey, let's work on down payment assistance programs, reduce the amount of money it needs for people who are going to sustain because, they are, because they're prepared to be, be sustaining. I'd rather give a loan to somebody at a 99% loan value that's been through homeowner education than someone 3.5% down who all he's been do done is sold, sold a, you know, why, why you should buy a home from a real estate agent and has no education. Very good. Yes. I hate to say it, I disagree. I, I go to the comment that, Mike, uh, that Christopher made. I think part of the problem is when they don't have an investment in homes, they don't have the commitment to follow through, even with home buyer education. Uh, I think that if they can't do 
we need to work with them to figure out how they can get three and a half percent. But they've got to start out with a stake in the property that is theirs. It's not mine in the county or somebody else's. I think that uh, the 100 percent or the 99 percent LTV is not an assist for a first-time homebuyer. Which is not the direction the county is doing because Montgomery County gives everybody their down payment. Anybody who needs the money. Prince George's County gives them 100% financing. Montgomery County gives you 100% financing. So the programs that are being done out there are are 100%. I'm not suggesting that they shouldn't have any stake, but you know, perhaps you know, three and a half versus two and a half versus two. I, I didn't even hear me say 100% financing. I do believe people should have a stake, but reducing that stake would benefit benefit the industry, would create more sales, and could make up for it by some education. Fancy. I kind of want to take a combination of those, two com of those two comments and expand on the home buyer education concept because I think it's more than just home buyer education that's necessary. It's the financial education that's necessary. Um, I get a lot, as an attorney, I get a lot of people who, who come to me now because they're in trouble with new mortgages. And just like Donna said, I sit there and they, sit, they say to me, well, I can't afford to pay legal fees. Okay, well, I don't charge a whole lot to people who are in trouble on their mortgages, but I look at them and I say, why don't you have any money? You haven't made your mortgage payment in however many months. You have a job. So where's the money going? I also, at the same time, am dealing with people who are trying to buy houses right now, and they might be is an REO or a short sale purchase, which takes longer to get from point A to point B. So they go to a lender and they get pre-qualified or pre-approved for a loan. And by the time the contract comes through and it's time to go to closing, they no longer qualify for the loan because, well, I qualify to nine will spend my money. <laughs> okay. At the same time, it's really important for these people to understand how to read the loan document and how to understand the loan product that they are choosing for themselves. During the boom years, I sat at the table with people who were taking out these LIBOR option arms, and I tried to explain to them what the loan product was and what they were getting into, and they didn't want to know. All they wanted to know was, how much money do I have to give you today, and how much is my monthly payment? They didn't want to know anything else. And it's really important that people understand that they need to, this is a financial transaction. It's not just buying a home. It's a financial transaction. It's an investment in your future. It's a financial investment in your future. And you really need to understand what it is you're doing. Very good. I don't think you could argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Related to that statement, uh, you know, I own a real estate company with 25 agents, and I, I want to suggest that our the culture of our company is going is to shift more than ever, so that our agents, which you made you made the comment about about the counselor maybe not having a stake in it, being the one to teach, and that that makes sense, that makes common sense. But my contention is is that the real estate company even does have a stake in it. The agent that wants to make a commission can do the right thing and can educate and can provide some of that education, that process, through the buying process, and then be willing to work with, with someone who's not mortgage ready and ready to buy today. Maybe they're ready in six months or nine months. That's okay for Pentacle Real Estate. I wonder how long it Foster feels about that. <laughs> I don't represent the boss. <laughs> <laughs> My only concern with that is that the reality is that I, and Christopher can attest to that, we've seen many individuals that have come to the class, their realtors didn't inform them, not even about the basic things, you know, why they should have an inspection why they should, you know, uh, understand tools. A lot of cases, I don't know about your realtors, but some of them do not even understand tools we take. They don't understand. Some of them don't even understand how to read a credit report. So um, I don't, you know, and everybody's different and at different levels of um, professionalism in the field. So um, I just think that the, from a professional perspective, 
that um, the the mindset or the attitude that the professionals, the lenders, and the realtors should have is referring them to a you know somebody who doesn't have a chicken to a nonprofit. That to me would be the simplest thing. Someone who's trained on it to do the, um, to educate them to understand their credit and teach them that. They teach them the money management. Many of them, most of them, don't come in there with a budget. Understand, so how are you going to transition from being a renter to a homeowner if you've never ever broke down your financial your budget? Nancy, I can hear you agreeing. What's the well, no, I, I, but I agree with her 100% because when I teach these classes, and these people come up to me after my segment and they ask me, well, I'm going to closing next Tuesday. <laughs> and you're not first now taking the class when you're going to closing next Tuesday. It's a little bit late. But at the same time, I like that idea. And maybe what we need to do as a group with our social mission is to go to the trade organizations, the professional trade associations, and try to get the trade associations to help change that culture so that the real estate agents and the loan officers and the title people are trying to work towards educating the public. Somebody else is educating. Trevor. Well, you know, I, I think it goes back, one, I think that, you know, in here you probably preach it to the choir. Everybody in here knows that beyond the shadow of a doubt, so suffice to say, probably the people in this room are not guilty of some of the atrocities that we're hearing about in the industry. Um, that being said, um, I think Michael Shelf's hit it on the head, which is it's unlikely that you're going to be able to force the homeowners to um, into home ownership counseling, even though we know as professionals they need it. But I do think that we got it right recently, that if you incentivize the process, that the only way you can get some of these financial incentives, incentives to bring down your closing cost is to take these classes. I think that's the way to go. That you you have to incentivize it for the homeowner to make it uh, make it appealing to them. Rich, and in, in, in the case of the facets, that's exactly what I did. We got to a point, and I got Christopher involved, who was a professional who counseled them, and that's the culture that I'm going to create in my company. I can't do anything about Long and Foster or the other companies. And I think it would be a nice shift in the real estate industry period to utilize education as part of the process, which I think we all agree. Bible? <clears throat> Allow me to give a layman's opinion to this issue. I'm a layman in marketing. I've been looking at the real estate model with Chris Hopkins, a very good friend of mine. What I see is a system that teaches all the players the wrong message. The problem is with the system, the model itself. If you look at it from a different perspective, everybody lends a different message. So I've been talking to Ethiopian recently uh, immigrants who purchased at the height of the Oakland, purchased a house, now they're having headaches. And what they learned from the system and the, the actors where you buy, you make money. And everybody was told that. So I think in order to come up with a solution, to vision a solution, we need to, each and every one of us, no matter what our perspectives are, we need to pull out and say, how can we make it work? I think, and just judging one player is not going to work because everybody is taught the wrong message. And the message is not only to the rent, the, the owners. Every player has to be educated to reverse that element that don't work and fix it. And it can, it can, to my judgment, it can work. Okay, if I get um, Andre Smith from Horizon Signature Properties. Um, I agree with 95% of what, what has been said here. I think um, I think the, the, what we're missing here is the opportunity for collaboration. Yeah. I think all these people have a vested interest, the purchaser, the lender, the realtor, and I don't think it's so much as um, right or wrong. I think that the, we all hope owe it to the home buyer to educate them throughout the process. Now, when they get the education, that's probably the base. Should they go to, I think it depends on which of the professionals you're talking to. But I think we're missing an opportunity is as professionals, if we don't all recognize that it's needed, collaborate and find out, okay, if I'm a realtor, then I need to partner with someone like Donna. So that if someone does come to me first, 
then I keep them in my network, but I direct them to her services because I see value in what she's adding. And it increases the value proposition for my particular client, and as well as the lender, is that you direct them to the resource. It doesn't mean the resource is more important than the service, but it means that we're going to collaborate as professionals for the best interest of the purchase. Andre, I think that's a, a good segue into what we need to move to if we want to get out of here and still recognize that we do have a family. Uh, and that is, you know, what are the next steps? Well, before we do that, I want to hear from some of okay. you. Yeah, I think this is a good meeting. Uh, working with the community, most of the issues come up now. You could see that most of the housefulness or those who want to own houses, their aim is the real estate of having a house is to make money. And as the MC said earlier, there were some people who had problems with their landlords. They were put in the basement whereby the inspectors from the county have to come and get them out. So I think what must be done now is, as the last speaker said, all those involved in this mission should now work as a team. Because if I make 20% from my business, now we should, the counselors, the lenders, whoever is involved in the real estate business, we should work as a team now. So that you have one goal, to help that customer, whoever comes to me or to you. If all of us can have one goal, have you passed through this, just like you go to the hospital, okay, go for a blood test. If you don't do it, the doctor will send you back. Go for the radiology test. Go and do this. Then bring the result before you get your treatment. I think this can help because we have a lot in our community, especially in the churches. But someone will come, Pastor, okay, <laughs> I, I can't pay my mortgage. But the, the church is not a bank. <laughs> and if you don't, and, and if you try to explain to them, some you know that they can afford their income, they can afford a house. They can. Someone working at McDonald's can afford a, a, a five bedroom house. But he wants to buy the house, someone is asking him or her to buy. So he comes to you, oh, I need just about 2000 to do all. You know, before you know, you're purchasing a house which she can or he cannot afford. So, if all of you can work together, I think this problem can be solved. And also now, reach out to the community. Because some of us, this is the first time I've heard of this, thank God, please invite us here. Because we, we work outside there, and the people come to us. <laughs> Christopher, Christopher, we have five minutes left. Yeah. You want okay. to wrap up? Well, I wanted everybody to begin to see that as we build this, we need everybody's input. Because again, it's habit-based, as we talked about before. So if I'm educating a home buyer, they sit in the classroom, they, they should be able to leave their classroom, they go to their church, it should be the same message at the church. It should be the same message at the grassroots community organizations that they're talking about. It should be the same message at the barbershop. It should be the same message at the dinner table. And the only way that home buyers will take education serious is that if everybody's talking about it, and not just the housing counselor and a few real estate professionals. So going forth, what we want to do, or what we're going to do, and I'd like you all to join us in this, is that number one, we need to have our media. Now, I brought Mr. Michael Forham in, he has a blog talk radio show called Measure Truth, which we're recording this now for. We're going to be hosting a series of four, five of these actually. We've identified four other locations. So we want your input. We want your suggestions. We will be uh, a week from now compiling everybody's comments and sending them out to everybody. But we're going to be calling you in to participate on the King Street radio show to talk about this. Again, there's going to be communication. How can we use our resources? That's the number one thing. How can you, as your real estate agent, as, you, as a lender, as a government entity, use your resources and influence to make sure that we stress education? And can we agree upon that? That's the first thing. 
I think we got to make some very ground foundation agreements. Can we agree upon education? I think we have. Next step, can we agree, as Mr. Smith said, working together, collaborating, not so much worrying about the commission, but worrying about the end result of getting that home buyer into a house in the vested community and what that entails. And so next step is from RS's website, we will be updating you all on where we're going with this. We would like to get input from the county level and continue this dialogue to find out. We want also the community stakeholders. What my company, Realty Resolution Services, is going to do, we're going to be holding free credit workshops at area churches. I would like to work with the community organizations such as Impact Civil Spring. We have Mr. Ronnie Galvin in the back, Executive Director, joined us in collaboration with Mr. Executive Director Cheer to put together workshops, credit workshops. I think if we all work together in that context, that's all we need to do. Spread the word out. Now, the third step is home buyers are going to watch TV and the news and know they're not going to hear anything we're talking about. We have to direct them back to our media sources. We need to continue to educate them through the media, through videos. Uh, Mr. Trevor Ott, I don't know where he went, but he's an <laughs> excellent marketer as far as driving media source and media attention. So we have the resources. We need to act on them. So those are the next steps. Our next meeting, we're going to have this in Prince George's County. Our meetings, we're scheduling for the first Thursday of each month to go to Prince George's County. Uh, next week, Baltimore City, Washington, D.C. And there's a fifth location that I want us to determine as a, a, a collaborative effort. Where's the next fifth location? Where should that be? All right. Thank and you. I, I'd like to thank Everyone that's come out, all the people, I just want to let you know that there has been a minimum of 10 people, different organizations, that work together synergistically to bring this event together. And so we can sit around here and break bread, which is what the first step is. Now let's synergistically look at how we can resolve the housing crisis. Thank you. Two more things. One, I'd like to recognize uh, Daniel Croma from the uh, Montgomery County Department of uh, Community Partnerships. Thank you very much. All right. Thank, Thank you for coming. Thank you, Chris. Uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, meeting. So right. That was the last thing. Let's, let's <laughs> There's food, and again, you don't have to leave. You can network. There's a lot of people here resource-wise that I believe people should connect with. So I wouldn't recommend just rushing out the door if you don't have